0: Hello, welcome to Now Tellers. This is a place where we have guests come and tell us uh, stories. They come and inspire us. They come and give us a subject that is passionate to them. And at Now Tellers, we always have a great time. And what a day to get started with this topic experience God's love. It's the first of December. And I think it's right to say Merry Christmas because we've just hit that month where where we celebrate the birth of Christ. And um, our guest today is going to be more inclined in that side, uh, discussing about God's love. And that's a great topic because uh, God so loved us so much that he gave his only son whom we'll be celebrating. Now, before we go into the program, I would like to remind each and every one of you, if you'd like to see our past episodes, or future episodes, also this episode, once we are through, you can always get it at nowtellus.com. Yes, go there and you can also listen it to uh, uh, to it on any of the podcast platforms, Audible, Spotify, um, Google Podcast, iTunes, name it. You'll get us there. That's nowtellus.com and all the other uh, platforms. And without taking one more minute, We are going to meet our guest today, who is known as Jonathan Drayton. Let's go. Hello, Jonathan. How are you?
1: <laughs> I'm doing well. yourself?
0: I'm doing good. Good to see you.
1: Good to see you as well.
0: Yes, and thank you for coming to our show. Uh, it's a beautiful day. Today is the 1st of December. This month, I've always been waiting for it all the years. And especially when I was young, uh, this month comes and we celebrate the birth of Jesus. We do parties, we go to events, and it's such a beautiful time
1: i would happen to agree christmas is
0: actually one of my favorite holidays so looking yes forward to and where are you right now oh brooklyn new york and yourself i'm in athens greece oh okay yeah yeah i'm in athens greece and um, is that where you were born and brought up
1: yes brooklyn new york born and okay. raised
0: yeah Yes, and maybe you can tell us a bit about you while you were young and how it was when you were growing up,
1: yeah, especially, so...
0: celebrating, especially celebrating Christmas. <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, hmm. yeah. Yeah, no problem. So
1: I'm one of four. So it's four brothers that I have, Adrian, Daniel, Jordan. I'm the second oldest. And one of my passions, at least growing up, was playing football, I used to play chess, video games, a lot of testosterone around myself and my brothers. You know, we pretty much love one another, care for one another, and we're still in good relationship to this day. But for the most part, I would say my experience growing up was pretty basic, pretty simple, middle class family. Not that much issues, pretty straightforward in regards to what was expected of us christian family as well you know god's word is very important to us and how we were raised and who we are as a family and i would say my what what was the most important thing to me at least trying to figure out what i was going to do as a career was i wanted to be a professional athlete football was my desire mm-hmm. yes american football i don't know if you guys <laughs> do soccer yeah it's um, good that
0: you yeah. clarify that because uh, mm-hmm. For us, when you mention uh, football, we are thinking of the World Cup that is ongoing. Now, when you. Yeah, it's
1: actually going on now. So, <laughs> where are you guys right now in the standings? Uh, where are you uh, guys
0: right now in the standings? I can't tell. And I, you uh. actually don't follow very closely. I come from Kenya, and mm-hmm. we, uh, we pay close attention to the marathon more than we pay to the football. We are not so mm-hmm. good at football. And in mm-hmm. Greece also, uh, we are not uh, very high ranked. Uh, but mm-hmm. anyway there are people who are always mm-hmm. there focused on it and not mm-hmm. moving when something is going on on the screen that mm-hmm. talks about soccer in your mm-hmm. <laughs> okay yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah so i would say at least you know things changed for me once i got to high school you know mm-hmm. I, you know i don't believe i played any you know Americana football Lead enough from middle school, and I did some flag football. But once I got to high school, things changed, I would say, for the better. I was in an organized league, part of the high school. And from that point on, I just fell in love with the sport. You know, it's interesting that you you watch the sport, but then once you get in it and you start playing, you start being a part of it, it's a different experience. An organized mm-hmm. versus, you know, playing in the yard with your friends, your buddies, and you know, it's it's completely different. It's a it's a good adjustment that you have to make for it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I would say also that once I got to college, you know, running track and playing football was something that I enjoyed and that I did. But it was there was something in the back of my mind that I wanted to prioritize, and that was this, you know, my love for God. I was I was interested in wanting to see you know, how I could better understand God. And and at that point in time, you know, you're raised, you read the Bible, you know, some things about God's word, but I really wasn't thrust in it. Like I wasn't making it a priority to the degree where it mattered most to me. I was mm-hmm. still trying to figure things out because you know what it is. I, you know, they've, th- th- there's always a phrase where it's stated that, you know, reading God's word answers all questions but mm-hmm. I was still a little bit skeptical of that. I'm like, I don't know, right? You you, you get taught the, the Bible teachings in Sunday school to that extent, but you don't know the depth and the knowledge that the Bible really holds. You're still trying mm-hmm. to figure things out. So I would say that's pretty much what started for me. I was like, okay. And in, in college, I majored in history starting off, but then I had a philosophy class and to mm-hmm. have philosophy class it made me want to major in philosophy so i remember going back to my the person that you know builds your sets you up for your classes and then i exchange i said you know what let me switch my major to philosophy and i guess once you switch to a philosophy philosophy major or whatever major you're going to do the person that sets you up they become like your prior your priority in other words they set you up there's a relationship within the subject that you're in so there's specific Mm -hmm. people that you discuss what you're going to do how you're going to do it what your approach is going to be and from that point on like school became number one thing football Mm kind of dwindled you know running track kind of dwindled and my desire to have knowledge to seek knowledge was one of the things that i started doing
0: hmm yes and then um, you went into philosophy what yes. <laughs> what was the that driving force what was the main thing that uh, really drove you into that direction and because got yeah, yeah but yeah, what, what, because, what was the biggest uh, issue uh
1: uh-huh. uh-huh. the thing uh-huh. was it was the it was the way in which you've heard professors talk uh-huh. right it was the topic and for me what i had learned is philosophy was like a very respectable, you know, major in the sense that it requires thinking, Mm -hmm. logic, Mm -hmm. reasoning. And to me, I realized at least my next desire was law school, lawyer. And in that sort of field, a lot of people are driven to people that are critical thinkers. Mm -hmm. So I said, okay, well, if I go in my major in philosophy, I'll get to learn the lingo. I'll get to understand how I can read things in much more deeper thought processes the depth of knowledge that i can obtain that was something that i wanted to pursue i was like you know what? okay and i understood it was challenging at least at the university of at albany because that university you know in terms of it was priority it was it was amazing the, the school itself founded itself as one of the top business schools mm-hmm. and one of the the Underlining things that was on the brick between, you know, positive and negative was the philosophy department. So I found Mm -hmm. myself, once I got in there, the amount of students that were partakers of these courses got smaller. So I'm sitting Mm -hmm. there saying, is it because no one desires or is this stuff really that difficult? And then I realized, yeah, this stuff is, this stuff is pretty in depth, pretty, you know, hard stuff. And It was just that desire. And I felt like if I was going to be a lawyer, that would be a major that I could use that can perpetuate me to eventually, you know, dive into LSAT, dive into the bar, dive into taking law courses. So I was fixing my mindset in that direction. So that's how I ended up going there. Yeah.
0: Okay. That's good. And uh, Mishka says, agrees with you, yeah that uh, she says, I think philosophy challenges you to dig deep uh, yeah. and open up many different ways of thinking. That's amazing. And thank you, Mishka, and thank you, each and every other person who's watching us. We would like uh, all your participation. We appreciate Thank you very much. So uh, also, Mishka says uh, that, uh, uh, her advisor was so paramount in guiding her life decisions. Don't we all determine any, any other person, uh, the other person's uh, decisions by the way that we do things, the words that we speak, and especially with someone who you look up to, we we determine our our uh, I mean the actions of other people and the decisions they make.
1: Yeah, I I, I most definitely think they do because. You know, having just a basic conversation with your advisor, they kind of have been there. They talk to, I'm pretty sure, hundreds of students prior Mm -hmm. to you. So just having the natural conversation, because I know a lot of people when you enter college, you're questioning, you know, what do I want to do with my life? Right. What can I do that's going to allow me to make a lot of money, be successful, have a future? Mm -hmm. And what am I passionate about? Right. What do I want out of my education to transfer over into real life situations into, you know, how I can make better quality decisions, not just for myself, but the people around me, right? Mm-hmm. What are my gifts, talents, and abilities? How does that incorporate into what I'm majoring in, right? So that was what it was, at least for me, that I felt just going into that direction of philosophy. I said, now I know for the most part, people believe philosophy is really acquainted with atheists right mm-hmm. oh this lack of belief in god but mm-hmm. there's, there's actually some interesting things at least when you read the scripture that you can draw those things together that doesn't have to be musically exclusive it doesn't have to be diametrically opposed it actually can coexist with one another as long as we do believe and accept that god is the creator of all things and he's operating not just in human history but also in the different subjects that we learn right there's Mm-hmm. It's something I was having this conversation with someone where Christian and the subject that you're passionate about can be together. So you can be a Christian philosopher. You can be a Christian historian. You can be a Christian politician. There's ways in which you don't have to negate or turn away what your belief is as for what field that you're going into. Right. The only mm-hmm. thing is your values have to be integrated and you have to allow yourself to still process The things that you want to do and have that be the center focus of who you are internally while still Mm -hmm. being a warrior for god and ambassador for christ a representative for christ within the field that you're going into so that was definitely Mm -hmm. what i can say now but during that time i was kind of wondering you know how are these two things going to coexist how do do they you know are they at odds means so that was something that i wasn't so sure of going into taking philosophy Mm -hmm. but you learn a lot of interesting things when you go in there and and like i said i don't think it's the subject matter it's it's how they go about utilizing the subject matter to dig deeper dig deeper into certain things that you're passionate about at least in wisdom you know flourishing in life those sorts of things so that's what Mm. it was yeah
0: okay someone said that um For the fact that uh, I find myself in a garage that is not transforming into a car. Now, you were born in a Christian home. At what point did you accept the faith or did you just grow into it?
1: (laughs) I've always accepted the faith, but the thing is you're sort of living your life through faith, through your family's faith, your parents' Mm -hmm. faith, right? Mm -hmm. Because you see the things that they say and how it equates to God's word and how they've raised you with a sense of value, a sense of knowing who you are in God, knowing who you mm-hmm. are in Christ. There's a sense mm-hmm. of that. But then you have to realize that once you move from underneath your parents' wing, there's an expectation that you got to have, too, about what Christ means to you. Not so much what Christ means to your mother, your your father, or both parents, but how, mm-hmm. does, that, how does that make sense for me? and that to me was the challenge right and you know you, you hear different experiences that people have in their relationship with god is it supernatural mm-hmm. is it you know i want to say is it philosophical is mm-hmm. it due to scriptures so for me that was what i was trying to head to i didn't want to say i believed in god because i was raised christian i want mm-hmm. to say i believed in god because i truly believed that he died on the cross for me that he wants what's best for me, that he wants relationship with me. So that is kind of what changed for me. Once I went into philosophy and I graduated and I left a I left the school with my degree. I then shifted with my newfound way of reasoning, understanding to look at the scriptures. Right. I was like, mm-hmm. you know what? Okay. I need to understand who Christ is in my setting, in my understanding And Mm -hmm. what I began to understand what changed for me, or at least I came to understand who Christ truly was is a passage uh, in the book of, I want to say the gospel of John chapter 15, that says that Christ, he says, I am the true vine. Mm -hmm. You are the branches. Mm -hmm. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So I started really looking at that verse and I'm sitting there saying to myself, not only does it have a philosophical twist to it, right? Mm -hmm. It also lets me see that, okay, If I want to understand who I really am, that I'm created in God's image, then I need to understand who this Christ fellow is, at least in a Mm -hmm. much more deeper and profound way. And if he's saying that he is the true vine and I'm the branch, some people associate the concept of a branch not producing fruit. But instead, you have to realize that the only reason why it produces fruit is because it's attached back to the vine. Right. Mm -hmm. It also says in that text that God is the gardener right or he's Mm -hmm. the vine cutter right Mm -hmm. so at least in that aspect i'm saying okay that makes sense and through that that's when i started diving in deep i started reading god's word i started trying to understand who i am in christ what Mm -hmm. he wants from me what my purpose is and for that that's when i really began to understand right so to bring up this understanding of philosophy and how it's associated with christian right the basic definition for a philosopher is a person who loves wisdom right Mm -hmm. but then if you go to the book of proverbs chapter 9 verse 10 it says the fear of the lord is the foundation of wisdom or it says the fear of god is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge Mm -hmm. so when i understood that i said okay so my desire to pursue god my desire to pursue wisdom my desire to pursue knowledge can be obtained but it has to be obtained through the lens of acknowledging who God is right because mm-hmm. most people look at fear and it's just to be afraid of someone or something but in that text to fear the lord is to have reverence which is a deep level of respect for him mm. and i believe that it's through that deep level of respect that i have for god he then can start to reveal things to me of what my purpose is what my purpose is in life who i'm going to be i'm going to be in christ how you can use me how you can use me as an instrument for righteousness and not wickedness and that's when i realized that my love for god is not just based upon my desire to seek knowledge out but it's also Mm. my desire to be in reverence to him and also to live the christian difference to live as a believer so that's Mm. pretty much how that happened
0: yeah okay now In the Gospels, Christ gives uh, so many stories. Yeah. And uh, he uses examples uh, talking about the kingdom of God is like. And then he would give also some parables of uh, one rich man who gave his servant. And stories of that kind. And I Mm -hmm. kind of uh, identify those, identifying, I mean, taking uh, items and uh, giving a meaning to a story through the items is kind of is in is in that philosophical kind of way of doing things or how how big difference is it uh, with the philosophy
1: well because i think what god is doing there is when mm-hmm. he's talking about what the kingdom of god is like or what the mm-hmm. kingdom or what the kingdom of god is it's a way of acting thinking and being right it's mm-hmm. not just a place a location It's the way that you operate, It's the way that you communicate, it's the way that you walk, it's the way that you do, you live your life, right? If we're going to look at Christ as the prime example of Mm -hmm. who we should pursue, right? It also says in the Gospel of John that we can be like our master, but we will never Mm -hmm. be our master. So we can strive to be like Christ because he's the ultimate example, right? We go to the Mm -hmm. book of Hebrews, that's the same question. The point is is that Jesus, I believe it's in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15, Mm -hmm. that he lived the life that we lived but then in doing that he didn't sin Mm. so him not sinning gives preview for us to understand that he is the perfect example the essence that we should strive to be and as long as that we're presumed to be holy as he is holy then we're right on the right path right because so there's a song that kurt franklin wrote and it says that the last jesus right Mm. that's one of his songs in this song the essence of that song is propitiated on the idea that as ambassadors and representatives of christ which is what we are if we're walking in obedience and operating in truth like we're supposed to right because i can go to the book of first john chapter five and we can chapter one verse five through eight and it says god is light Mm -hmm. in him is no darkness at all if Mm -hmm. we proclaim to be in the light as he is in the light then we have fellowship with one another but the problem is, if we claim to be in the light, but we walk in the darkness, we aren't living out the truth.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So what tends to happen is, is that if we're walking in the light, there will be people that will be looking and pursuing and checking checking who you are and how you live in your life. And they're going to be questions. Right? Yeah. They're, one of those questions is they, they kind of open up the door because they see how you're living your life and you're living the life in which is a representative of Christ. Mm-hmm. And that allows you to share the gospel. It allows you to show people that, hey, you know, not only am I living this Christian difference, but I'm living an example to who Christ is. And that will allow people to pull in and wanna know who this Christ is. And that's exactly what you mentioned about the importance of the gospels. So Jesus brought grace, mercy, right? And through Mm -hmm. that, it opened up a whole new doorway to a standard, right? Even if we read the Beatitudes, and Christ is breaking them down in the gospel of Matthew, I believe beginning at chapter five, right? He's explaining them the standard that it is, right? Yeah. right? Cause he knows that we all fall short. He said, even when he was talking to a man, he's, he, he, he he basically said, you know, he said, you, that's, you know, the the individual was saying to, to Jesus, uh, how do I, you know, do things at least in a perfect fashion? And God said, no one is good. Not mm-hmm. even me. Only God in heaven. Right. So Jesus just setting in this example for us, let's just see that it's obtainable. It's going to take work. You're not going to be perfect. I'm the only way, the truth and the life. If you want to come to the father, you have to come through me. But at least in doing that, he lived the perfect lifestyle, whether it was healing, whether it's teaching and what the way that he walked, the way that he carried himself is what
0: matters. Hmm. yeah Andy Charles is contributing to this conversation he says a great philosophical resonance of the word of God and the lifestyle we ought to live based on it congrats on on your discovery Jonathan thank you Andy now um, we are talking about experiencing God's love today Uh, how would you uh, tell someone who's listening on how he or she can tap into that, uh, that that God's love to experience it in fullness.
1: Yeah. So, part of there's there's actually an episode that I did on my podcast called "Experiencing God's Love," mm-hmm. and in that, I I talk about you know what we have to understand as followers of Christ is that some people are are, are looking for miracles mm-hmm. right they're looking for experiences but they don't realize that because we are the eyes and feet of christ mm-hmm. then people need to understand that the way you experience god's love is through loving one another right yeah. the two biggest commandments is love your neighbor as yourself mm-hmm. and love the lord your god with all your heart mind so strength yeah. if you're doing that Mm-hmm. What tends to happen is, is that through how you love someone else, God can love through you. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's a passage that I love so much that's in first John. And I believe it's in chapter three or four. And I think mm-hmm. it's best if I pull that up because yeah. it, it gives you a basic understanding on how to experience God love. Right. God's love is that's his very essence. That's who he is. Mm-hmm. And what happens is, is that when God comes into your life, he changes you. As a matter of fact, I could break it down this way, too. If you go to the book of Corinthians, chapter 13, you look at verses four through eight. Right. Mm-hmm. It, says, it says love is patient. Love is kind. It doesn't envy. Yeah. It's not boast. It is not proud. It doesn't dishonor others. It keeps no records of wrongs. It delights in truth and not in evil. Right. And it yeah. says love never fails. So in that text, when it's talking about how to experience love is you're not you're being patient, you're being kind, not envious, not boastful, not, you know, looking to hold things that historically are over someone's head. These are things that are usually happening uh, in, in society right now. Right. Keeping records of wrongs. There's a lot of people that do that, unfortunately. So mm-hmm. when you're doing that, you're, you're sort of destroying the connection that could be made when you're trying to overcome the circumstances that you and that person might have came at a crossroads crossroads with, Mm -hmm. right? So in that very thing, it's these characteristics of what love looks like, right? Mm -hmm. Now, unfortunately, that's a challenge because each one of them is not the matter of that we read it. It's the challenge Mm -hmm. of trying to live it out, right? And I think Mm -hmm. a lot of us have that problem. We're trying to live these things out, we're not perfect. And part of being a person that loves is you have to overlook a lot of those things. And that's where the challenge comes in. So this is the verse that I'm, I'm talking about. I actually just put it up right now. First John chapter four, and it says, and it starts at verse seven, it says, Dear friends, let us love one another for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because mm-hmm. God is love. You see, that's his essence. This yeah. is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only Son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Mm-hmm. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we ought to love one another. Another thing, too, in the Gospel of John, Jesus says, They, you will know they will know you are my disciples based upon how you love one another
0: key Mm -hmm. factor
1: there too right but getting Mm -hmm. back to this he said here's the the important verse it says verse 11 dear friends since God so loved us we also ought to love one another no one has ever seen God but if we love one another God lives in us and his love is made complete in us very powerful Mm -hmm. statement right there right because what it is is allowing God to be the center focus of who you are and how you live allows God to operate through you right? The Holy Spirit to operate through you, right? And there's another passage in the book of Judges about Gideon, right? And in that passage, Gideon is complaining about all these things in regards to, you know, he's saying, well, you know, we have this problem and that problem and this problem and that problem. And God says, am I not sending you? So I came to the realization, even in that factor, that God sends human beings to solve human problems. So instead of looking at a situation or a circumstance and saying, well, you know, how do I know God's in the midst of this? How do I know God is on my side? How do I know that, you know, God's operating through me? We look no further than Matthew 25, right? Mm-hmm. It talks about the things that God is expecting for us to do, right? So it says if you see someone hungry, give them something to eat. If you yeah. see one in, someone in jail, go visit them right and Mm -hmm. these exchanges is god is looking at the person's heart and operating through that person's heart in order to love them through you so we Mm -hmm. have to be used as instruments of righteousness so that god can express his love through that person so it doesn't have to be a miracle it can be just anyone which is you right we can't turn around and say you know if you see someone help say don't worry someone's going to come help you You're in great position to be that help. You're in great position for God to use you. You have to Mm -hmm. let God use you, right? If you see another brother or sister in need, you know, if you have the capabilities of doing it, then you can't be shy about it. You got to utilize that opportunity.
0: Hmm. Yeah. um, Thank you for that. Uh, It reminds us that uh, love is uh, both vertical and horizontal. I mean... Mm -hmm. I love God and I also, God loved us in the beginning and um, we should love our friends, our, our neighbors. We should love everybody so that they may also experience uh, God's love through us. Now, um, you have a podcast. As yes. Talked, uh, the podcast that you, how can people get to it if they want to follow up with you and sh- uh, hear more of your sharings?
1: Yeah, so uh, just a quick, you know intro what the podcast is about it's not just myself it's actually myself and my brother daniel Mm -hmm. and the podcast is called the truth of the matter is again it's "Truth for the matter is i actually have a shirt here that says that "Truth for the matter is podcast it's actually a shirt that was that was made by one of my friends uh jennifer Mm -hmm. and what this podcast is about is about looking at God's word through a philosophical lens, through a phil- philosophical lens, a psychological lens, a history lens, a sociological lens. Mm-hmm. It's about diving into God's word and it's also about incorporating different translations, right? So I remember growing up, it was the King James Version, just the King James Version. But then mm-hmm. I realized there's also the NLT, which is the New Living Translation. There's the English Standard Version, the ESV. There's the NIV. New International Version, right? There's so many different translations, even the Message Bible and the Amplified version as well. And what this allows me to do is to dive into the scriptures. I may not understanding in the Old English, but I can still find a way to receive God's word in my understanding. Right? The whole basic of looking at God's word is to be able to understand it, read it process it and then as james says let's not just be merely hearers of the word but we have to be doers of the word as well Mm -hmm. there's an expectation to live out your christian difference it's an expectation to have a response to the gospel so that's Mm -hmm. what our podcast is just based about it's looking at the text applying how looking at text and trying to apply how we can utilize it in our everyday life right Mm -hmm. and that's what god's word is here for is to us to read process and then do as it says so that's what our podcast is all about so the way you can reach me is you know if you need if you want prayer if you want to have discussion you can reach me in my email personal email and this email is actually one that i created when i was uh in high school so it's Mm -hmm. s p e e d e d -D 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 83 at gmail.com you can reach me there again i'll say it again it's s p you can e,
0: type e, it in there. Type it. Oh,
1: I channel. could. I didn't even know I could do that. Look at that. Yeah, you uh, can right. type it
0: there and then we will share it. Uh, <laughs> okay. Meanwhile, yeah. meanwhile, for those who like links, there's a link to the podcast which you can follow. And if you like writing, we also have it there. It's found on uh, www.buzzsprout.com uh, 1793 963. Uh, yeah. And, and I have an
1: Instagram page. I, I don't me i personally i don't use it as much
0: okay but i do
1: have a instagram page it's called the truth it's just all together no spaces the truth of then it's t-m-i-s the truth of t-m-i-s that's the instagram page for the podcast
0: yeah you got that (laughs) go and um uh, follow up with uh, Jonathan and get to share more of God's word. Get to um, learn, get to connect, and experience God's love as you share. Now, last email that uh, Jonathan shared with us that's pd eighty three at gmail.com. It's a long email.
1: <laughs> yeah, listen, I was I was a kid then, right? Fifteen, <laughs> okay. trying to figure out life, so. Yeah. And I kept it,
0: so. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. Now, let me ask you a question. Have you ever doubted God?
1: In the beginning, but I wasn't reading his word. That was the question. That was the issue. The problem was my biggest concern is (laughs) not too long ago, I did a series on God's suffering uh, on someone else's uh, podcast. Mm -hmm. And just looking at a couple verses... I came to the realization that in my early stages as a follower of Christ, what was missing was God's word. And the mm-hmm. reason why I say that is because there's a passage in Romans 15, 4, where it says that these things were written for your benefit, right? Mm-hmm. For your learning, for your understanding, so that through the scriptures you may endure, so that you can still have hope. Yeah. And what I realize is that in order to keep me stable and on the right path, these stories that have transpired before me are there for my encouragement. Mm-hmm. And if I want to know God's voice, I want to know how he's an- he can answer me, the way that that's gonna happen is constantly staying in God's word. The mm-hmm. further we drift away from God's word, the more we start to question who God is. Mm-hmm. and we have to know that him and his word is this one and the same right it's the inspired word of god is there to keep you and understand who he is right studying god throughout the old testament into the new testament testament gets you to experience who god is and what he wants for you and is best for you and we mm-hmm. see that through the experiences of the hebrew people right we mm-hmm. learn through those stories god's compassion god's love God's power, God's authority. And what happens is when you drift away from that and you're looking for a supernatural experience, you can't hold on to but but to that moment when that supernatural experience occurs, but you don't have anything else. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to feed me, right? And we look in different portions of scripture where it says that. No, we look no further than Luke 24, right? In Luke 24, after Jesus was crucified, people were questioning whether or not he was coming. Mm There were some people that didn't realize, I believe it was Luke chapter nine or eight, that he kept mentioning over and over again that the Son of Man must face retribution Mm -hmm. and be crucified. Mm -hmm. And it's not until Jesus is talking to these two disciples. One of them is Peter on the road to Damascus that he reveals himself through the scriptures. Yeah. Right. So the problem is, is that the reason why you doubt God is that you drift away from his word that encourages you and keeps you on the right path. Mm. And if you believe God and his word is one and the same, then you can't just accept, portions of the Bible. You got to accept the whole Bible. You have to accept his word in totality. So that's what happened when I started losing. I started questioning who God is because I'm looking in the wrong area. I'm not going to find out who God is by listening to other people. You have to build your personal relationship with your Bible. That's Mm -hmm. how you begin to understand who God is. And you'll be amazed on so much right if you're facing trials and tribulations right we can go to the book of James where it says Cons- consider it pure joy right when you face trials and tribulations to know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance let perseverance yeah. its work so you may be maybe mature and complete not lacking anything if anyone lacks anything let them ask god who gives generously without finding fault and you go to you go to romans 5 chapter 5 verses 3-5 through 5, where it says should rejoice in our sufferings because through suffering produces perseverance character and hope Mm, so if you're not you're not looking at the scriptures then how are you being motivated to stay on the path that allows you to experience who god is you can't Mm. do that right yeah i know there's people that use spirituality and they try to separate spirituality from god and they they sort of frown upon what they consider rules and regulations, not realizing that without some of these things that are put into place is to prevent chaos, right? It's to create mm-hmm. order and reliability and accountability. Right. So mm-hmm. that's also what's going on too, right? So everything has been put into place to sort of steer you in a direction where you hear God's verse, God's voice, and you understand what your purpose is and Mm -hmm. how you can be of assistance to others but Mm -hmm. not reading god's word is not going to assist you in knowing him better and in any relationship what you put into the relationship produces what you get out of it so if you're Mm -hmm. not reading god's word how's the holy spirit the holy spirit's design is to bring back things back to your remembrance based upon what you read so that's Mm -hmm. how i'm able to recite some of these verses it's through my relationship in god's word it's allowing me to allow the Holy spirit to bring back those things back to my remembrance so that I can provide an answer that comes from God. That's able to create substance in the things that I said, because we know that God's word is sharper than any double edged sword. Right. And because of that, that's, that's, that's usually what, what tends to happen. Mm. So we can't drift. Eyes can't drift from his word.
0: Sure. Thank you very much for that response. Yeah. We got to know about him much more, get to connect with him. And that's how you are going to not doubt him uh, by digging into his word. So this is a reminder. If you want to go and follow up with Jonathan, uh, go uh, to the link that uh, leads to his um, podcast or send him an email at speeded83 at gmail.com. And uh, we are almost coming to the end of this show. But before you go, we'd like you to leave us with a few words that we should always remember.
1: Okay, could I could I close out in prayer? I think that's probably the most appropriate thing to do. Oh,
0: that, that would be good. Let's do it. Yes,
1: yeah, we can do that. All right. Heavenly Father, Lord, in the name of Jesus, you said anytime two or three gathered, there you are in the midst. So Lord, we thank you, we honor you, we give you all the glory and the praise. Lord, anyone that's you know been on this stream, been listening, or will listen to it, I pray that you touch their eyes to see, their ears to hear, their hearts to receive, and their minds to understand who you are. And we get to know who you are based upon our relationship with you, not just through prayer, but also through reading your word. Lord, it's just like what you said when you had this conversation with this uh, woman in the Gospels where she said, blessed is the mother that births you. And you said, rather, blessed are those who hear my words and do what it says. So, Lord, I pray that we will be musically encouraged, not just by one another's faith, but that we will be encouraged to get to know you better by reading your word. That is where you provide most of your answers, whether it's just public revelation, personal revelation, and you allow the Holy Spirit to bring back things to our remembrance when we need it. So, Lord, as we go out throughout the week, I pray and I ask that you protect us, that you guide us, that you direct us, that you keep us from any hurt, harm and danger. That we're alert as we're either driving or walking, and that we don't just pray for ourselves, but we pray for others as well, and what's going on with them. So, Lord, I pray that if anything's going on with friends or you know family, that you pray for them. You reach out to them, right? You also said you told the people that not to just give your gift after order, but to leave the gift after altar to, to make amends with the people that are around them that they care about that you have conversations with. So, Lord, that's that's what I would like people today that they need to seek you. They want to learn who you are. Then they need to have a personal relationship with your word. And through that personal relationship in their word, I pray that they not only will be blessed, but they will be pointing in a direction where you be, can begin to moving their life and, and that they can be mindful of who you are. And if you are in the midst of it, helping them. So Lord, I, I say these things in total confidence in who you are, that you're Alpha and Omega, beginning and the end, creator of all things. But also, let us add to our faith, goodness, into goodness, knowledge, into knowledge, self-control, to self-control, perseverance, into perseverance, godliness, and the godliness, love. And I say these things in Jesus' name we pray.
0: Amen. Amen. Thank you very much. We really appreciate everything yes. that you've done everything that you've told us, the insight that you've shared with us. And we appreciate the prayer that you have uh, made for each and every one of us. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, and to the viewers, the listeners, we also thank you for your time. And uh, if you want to experience God's love, you've got to get connected with him, have a relationship with him. That's the call. And as we remember the birth of Jesus Christ this month, the month of December, you got to pay, I mean, we ask of you to pay closer attention, to think much about your relationship with the maker through his son, Jesus Christ. And uh, that's just about it. And I have been your host, Anthony Moirore, and together with Jonathan Drayton, our guest today, we're saying bye for now and Merry Christmas. Bye.